The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org thrive. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Angel Talk with me, your host, Rachel Corpus. Let's journey together as we talk to your angels, guides, and loved ones who have crossed over. Are you ready to hear what Spirit has to say? Welcome to Angel Talk. Hello, loves. Welcome to another episode of Angel Talk. I am Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium. We are in the new year of 2022. We made it. Oh, can you feel the possibility of this year? I sure can. I'm also sitting in my office and it is a chilly day. Wherever you are listening to this, whatever year it is, whatever day it is, I am sending you love and light and warmth, regardless of the temperature, (laughs) time of day, time of year. We are always sitting in light and warmth in this beautiful dimension that we have chosen to live in. Yes, yes. This episode uh, is special to me because I'm answering listener questions, and these are good ones. So thank you, Susie and friends, for submitting these awesome questions. I'm going to get to as many as as I can today. And I get a little nervous because I usually am speaking, as you know, verbatim or channeling directly for the angels. And this episode is about me. So I feel a little bit nervous. My cheeks are rosy. I can feel I'm getting a little bit, feel a little bit vulnerable. We'll say it that way. So let's get to it. Uh, As I kind of get into that headspace, I'd like to invite you to my website, rachelcorpus.com, because I have classes coming up on Zoom. And if you'd like to get to know your own angels and learn how to talk with them and learn how to know when they're communicating with you and to learn how to communicate with spirit on the other side, family members fur babies, your fur family that's crossed over. Classes are available to help you do that. I am also teaching a class called Safety and Survival for Empaths. So you lovelies that feel everything. This is a class to help you build healthy boundaries, both spiritually and practically with the living and the dead. And also we've got a class coming up about building your spiritual business. So those of you who are starting to create a life for yourself that's 
you know, helping others and living your best life spiritually based. Ooh, that's a great class. We build community around the idea of what is our business plan, marketing, setting prices, and above all, supporting each other and having a lot of fun. So rachelcorpus.com, check that out and send me an email if you are wanting to get more information or enroll. My email's there on my website as well. All right, let's get to it. First question. Hmm, this is a good one. Do random dead people come through to seek out certain living people? And if so, what do you do? So do dead people talk to me so I can contact their living? Yes, that does happen. Dead people do show up, knock, knock, knock on my door sometimes, or they will sit on the edge of my bed, wait for me to wake up. Typically, uh, I will be, you know, doing dishes or something and they're really kind about observing my boundaries. My angels do a very good job of keeping my space clear and safe. So I don't feel like I'm walking around in a scary movie all the time, but I do have spirits show up and want me to contact their, their relatives from time to time. It's not often because um, I really don't like to cold call people and say, Hey, you don't know me, but your grandpa just called me and said, you're supposed to get your tires changed or whatever it is, because not everybody's ready for that. And I have a couple of times I've done that and the people just were not ready to receive it and it did not go well. So I simply said to my angels, please only let that happen. If the people on the receiving end of that message are truly ready because the spirit, when they cross over, Sometimes we romanticize that and we think that when people cross over, they become this, you know, angelic force and, you know, they are perfect and wise. And there is a lot of healing and growth that happens on the other side. Absolutely. And also we're still a human soul. So there's still ego there. So often spirit will come through and still have a desire to push a message to the living, even if they're not ready, you get what I'm saying. So it's not, it's, it's not always the best idea. It can be a little one-sided. So um, I don't always do that. I also have a relationship with my angels, which of course you can build as well. Many of you are, I can feel it where I can say, all right, give me some signs or let me know, is this an appropriate message? Are they ready? So sometimes I will sit with that. So yes, it does happen quite a bit. Um, sometimes I'll work with a person coming through and I'll say, can I help you show them that message? Or um, I'll kind of coach the, the person that's crossed over, the dead person. Um, I don't really love the term dead person, maybe person who's no longer in their physical body, but dead person is the short way to say it, isn't it? Right. Okay. And in that situation, the next question is how do you approach the living? Oh boy, gently, because, um, you know, there's some TV shows, uh, where you probably know which one I'm talking about and no judgment. I, I really actually love this person and love this show, but you can, you can imagine this person going up to someone and just in the grocery store and saying, Hey, is your so-and-so past the right, right beside you? I don't do that. I, I don't do those types of things because 
I'm always very sensitive to the rest of the story that I don't know in that moment. Like if there's been abuse or if there's um, something going on that I simply don't know. I don't know the whole story in that moment. I also don't know what's going on in that person's life that maybe they had a really big, bad day. And if I bring up that person, it's the last straw and they're going to lose it in the grocery store. I don't go up to people and say that unless my angels are telling me to do it. I just don't. I don't do it. Um, very, very rarely. There's just been one or two times that I've, I've done it. I'm a pretty private person too. So I don't always tell people you know, who I, who I am. I walk around smiling and making eye contact, but I don't really go up and tell people what I do for a living. I mean, do you, do you go up and say, hi, here's my name. And this is what I do for a living. I mean, I don't, I don't do that. Um, so how do I approach the living gently? If, if I do, if I'm doing a, a group reading, well, that's different. They're there for that reason. So it's just, Okay, here we are. Get brace yourself. Here's the message. You've got so and so behind you. They're wearing red lipstick and and heels, and they're telling you to floss your teeth, lady, or whatever the message is. Okay, next question. Do you ever solve cold cases or help the police with murders? Uh-huh. I don't like it. But when a case like that comes up or someone is missing, especially if they have passed and they come to me and they say, let my mom know that I'm not in my body anymore, but I'm okay. Or um, gosh, if a grandma or a mama or a dad calls me and says, my, my son has run away or my daughter is missing, I'm never going to say no to that. Please, please, please hear that and know that I really have to guard my time because I'm a mama myself and it really drains me to do that work. I, I can't say no to it, but it's really hard for me to say yes at the same time. So as I answer this question, please know that there's lots of helpers out there and um, don't, I guess I'm just saying with love in my heart, I don't want to be uh, bombarded with cold cases and missing persons cases, if I answer this question authentically, because it's very, very hard on my heart, as, as you can imagine. Also, it's a very um, vulnerable position to be in, because if you contact the police as a psychic and you know a bunch of information, you know where I'm going with this. It's like, if they're not spiritually inclined, they could say, how do you know all this? So I do not contact the police and say, hey, I am Rachel Corpus, psychic medium, angel communicator, and I have information about this case. I don't do it. I help the police if they contact me. Sometimes families will tell an investigator to contact me because they've worked with me before, but I, I do not contact the police directly because I feel a little bit unsafe doing that, just, just to be honest. Um, yeah, that's my answer to that that question. I, I don't like that work, but I feel like it would be irresponsible for me not to use my gift in that way. But, oh, my loves, hear me say, I can't do a lot of it. It's, it's not good for me. So, yeah. Next question. Do your angels tell you if people are lying? Oh, my kids would tell you, yes, 
you really can't lie to a psychic. Now, my heart is really, really big. So the thing that happens is if people are lying, I default into opening my heart to you. And I do this thing where I think, oh, you must be really hurting if you're lying to me. <laughs> I don't really ever get mad about it. I don't ever, I have a really interesting response I've noticed. I know there's always a purpose for every behavior. Um, but yes, I can tell when people are, are lying and I can actually feel it a little bit in my stomach and in my throat. It's more of a physical response for me. Um, and, and I know that my angels have helped me create that response so that I never take it personally. Cause it's not, it's not personal. You know, everybody lies, everybody, every human, we have ego, we have a purpose for lying. It, it's, it's not ideal, but it's part of who we are. Um, and it's not a reflection on me or on them. It's just it's part of us being human, I guess is the best way to say it. So yeah, I can tell when people are lying, I don't take it personally. I don't call them out on it ever, 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 because I know there's a reason that I probably don't understand. But yeah, I can tell my poor kids, you know, I can tell if they're lying and it's really hard as a parent because I also can't call them out on that all the time because it's their life. I, I have to let them lie and kind of create that web and fall into it and crawl out of it on their own. Because if I say, stop, you're lying, they don't get a chance to grow from that. And it, it's, it's very hard. I have to make myself shut up a lot. So yeah, I know when you're lying. <laughs> do I have a favorite psychic? Uh-huh. Yeah, I do. I love um, Sylvia Brown is now not in her earthly body anymore. I love Sylvia Brown because, um, not always accurate. And that's one of the things I love because she will sh show her human side, but I love how ballsy she is. Um, not afraid to be wrong, not afraid to direct channel on live TV. Um, I just really love her energy. I really love, um, I have a dear, dear friend, Paige Powers. She was on my, one of my first episodes. She does a lot of uh, dimensional work, a lot of work with um, sacred geometry, a lot of stuff that I don't even understand. She's just, um, I think she's an angel, actually. Pretty sure she's an angel. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org thrive. Yeah, I have some, some uh, very precious psychics that I really lean on because I, um, I don't get answers for myself very well. I'm too involved. I can pull Oracle cards for myself. I really enjoy that. It's part of my self-care. I can ask my angels to help me with pendulum work. If I'm looking for a yes or a no, I can do muscle testing. Um, but it's hard for me to get 
great answers for myself because I'm so invested in the answer. So I really, I see a therapist, I, you know, for my mental health, I see a psychic for my spiritual health. Um, yeah. And I also have a dear friend, Randy Rea, who does tarot work and um, is really active in this Des Moines, Iowa, this Iowa area just bringing spirituality to this area and he's active in bringing a lot of um, events and things to this this area he's very precious to me as well so i you know look up i think it's pagepowers.com and then i think if you want to look up randy he goes by randall blackman he's wonderful real busy but worth the wait okay next question do you are you ever aware of other psychics being wrong or dishonest? Unfortunately, yes. Um, I don't like that at all because it gives psychics a bad rap. Um, I I wish that weren't the, the case, but there are psychics that are are just dishonest, or they will go by body language, or they will. They'll look up an obituary or something or Facebook, social media. You know, I'm not on social media very much at all. I'll post things like, you know, happy birthday or happy new year. I don't get on there very much because um, a lot of my clients are on Facebook with me and, and I need to avoid seeing a lot of things in their life because it, I don't want to project that into their readings. Um, so, yeah, I know that a lot of psychics will intentionally, that's not really fair. I'm going to clean, clear, delete, back up, reverse, reach. Some psychics choose to do some research, and that is their judgment and their call. I, I don't like that for myself. Um, so that's their way. And there have been psychics that uh, in the spiritual movement that have been dishonest, smoke and mirrors. And that's just the way it's going to be in any modality, any, any job. Bankers can be dishonest. Pastors can be dishonest. It's just part of this dimension, right? And that's when our own personal intuition is so important. When, where do you, where does your BS meter live? Is that your tummy? Is that your heart? Is that, in, oh, that my stomach just growled when I said tummy, wake up body, hello. Um, where do you feel your BS meter? Do you feel it, is it a mental click for you? Is it just something that you know? Um, because yeah, you'll, you'll know, you'll feel it. I don't like it in sessions when people try to test me because it makes me nervous. And when I get nervous, I start to take over the session and I don't channel as well. So for instance, once in a while, somebody will come to a session and they won't tell me, but they'll have something in their mind, or let's say this, they'll have something in their pocket. And they've said to like, say their aunt, if she knows that I have your bracelet in my pocket, she's legit. Well, that's not going to work because that's not the way channeling really works. It's not a game. Um, I can't control the information that comes through. And um, also spirit is going to use the best. They're going to use the time the best way possible. So they might not 
come through with that message. The bracelet might not come through or I'm human. I might see a circle and not know they're talking about a bracelet. I might interpret it differently. It might come out as a much more beautiful message than being about a bracelet. So I don't, I don't like that stuff. That's not part of my gift. So I don't, I don't like the tricks there. And again, I don't take that personally. I, I would imagine that if someone comes to a session and they're trying to validate in that way, they've probably been hurt by somebody. They've been, they've experienced some dishonesty and I get that, but I don't like it. Um, when that happened, the next question here is when that happens, do I call them on it? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, Cause I want them to know that this is a, a sacred place that we have created together. It's, it's a place that is built on trust and it will not work unless there is trust. And that's a hard ask because um, if I'm asking for trust, I'm asking for it to be blind trust because we've just met each other. It's, it's really difficult. But if you've come to a reading, you've probably thought about it for a while. You know, I don't do readings in storefronts. I don't do a lot of fairs where people just plop down because I, I, I love to sit with people who have really thought it through. This is something that I've always wanted to do, or this is something that I've really contemplated. Kind of works for me that I'm booked out because people have a few months or longer to ponder their session versus you know, once in a while I would work a party early on and people would be a little bit tipsy and they would sit down and say, oh, I didn't even know you're going to be here. And I don't know if I believe in this stuff, but what do you got? I didn't really like that very much because people weren't very invested. So if there wasn't trust there, I kind of had to just go with it. But these days I've been able to create with my angels and my beautiful clients, a very sacred space. And, and I love it. So if the trust isn't there, I very gently call them on it. And it's not really calling them out. It's just noting, hey, this doesn't feel right, does it? Can we start over? Can we backtrack? Or how can I feel you? How can I help you feel more at peace? Next question: How much can you see about your own present future self? Well, kind of like I said before, I don't get great messages about myself, but I I do get messages if I'm going to be in danger. Um, I have to validate those because I'm a worrier, just like maybe many of you are. So sometimes I'm like, okay, is it that I'm worried about writing the going on this trip? Is it at my own stress or is this a message? So I go into validation mode and I'll say, okay, angels, if, if you're giving me a message not to go, show me a, the number 13 a bunch of times this week, you know, I'll, I'll choose something specific. I like to do that with them. It works for me. Um, so I do get warnings. Um, I get health messages um, quite a bit from them that are always pretty accurate. And um, I work really well with my angels to build my future. So I may not get out of the blue answer or yeah, answers about what my future is going to look like all the time, but I do sit with them and we create it together. So I do a lot of manifesting with them. I do have a class coming up about manifesting abundance where I work on doing that with your angels. I'll teach you how to do that. If that sounds cool to you, it is really fun. So that's on my website too. Um, and in that process, I notice that when I'm falling asleep or when I'm meditating, 
or daydreaming or doodling or something, they will pop in pictures of things that we've been working on, like future pictures of a house. And um, I have noticed that I'll be sitting in my living room and realize, oh, they showed me this living room a couple of years ago. Huh, great, thanks. They'll also nudge me sometimes when I'm limiting myself. Last night, in fact, writing home, an article popped up on my phone. My phone just lit up. I wasn't even touching it, it just lit up and an article came up and it was about finances. And the article was about, basically it was saying, you're only gonna have the money that you claim that you need in that moment. So I, I had been saying in my mind, this is how much I'm going to make this day and this day and this day, instead of this is how much I'm going to make this day and more, or this is, this is how much I'm going to make this month or more God, right? I was not leaving that box open. So they were nudging me to not limit that. So they do that. They, they nudge me to be more open and um, expand the future more. Do I have blind spots is the next question. Yes, I do. I do have blind spots. My blind spots would include, let's see, what would they be? Blind spots. I know I have them. I'm just going to give you a yes, but I can't think of them. Um, my, I know one of my blind spots is intertwined with my self-esteem. Those of you who are building your, your intuition, self-esteem is a big part of that. So when that my ego comes in and I feel vulnerable or my self-esteem comes in, then I realize that my channeling will slow down a little bit. And so my blind spots will become more apparent. So I have to kind of let my body go soft, take a breath, let the light come back in. And then any other blind spots, um, those tend to come up if the person in front of me has a lot in common with me. I have to be careful that I don't infer or project in any way. So if I have someone that's in front of me, let's say that they are female, they grew up Catholic, they have children, they've lost a baby or two. Um, if they have things in common like that, I just have to take a moment and kind of send them light and, you know, in my heart, call them a sister and then really just kind of eject from my body and almost be like a ventriloquist dummy for an hour so that I don't slip into those blind spots and infer, like I said. Last question for today. Is there any information the angels won't share with you? Yes. I have asked the angels not to tell me when people are going to die. Um, and not to tell me anything that people aren't ready for. So I also know that in, in my personal spiritual theology, it's, it's my belief, what I've been shown is that only our creator, however you identify your creator, only our creator knows our, our death day or our day that we leave our physical body. Uh, a lot of people want to know, they want to know when they're going to die and how, I don't know why people want to know that. And there are some psychics that will tell you, isn't that crazy? I'm not one of them. I don't want to know that. I am more, what do you want to do today? What do you want to build your life to look like? This We've never seen this day before. What can this day be like? What can tomorrow be like? And then um, I also don't, I've also asked them not to show me 
gruesomely how people died. Sometimes when people come through, I can feel how they died as a validator. So let's say they had pneumonia. I can feel that briefly to some degree in my chest. But if they were stabbed, I could feel that for a second and I can picture kind of a caricature of it. I can see the picture of it, but it doesn't look like it's, it's not in detail. It's not a gory picture. So the angels won't share that with me. And if someone's not ready to hear something, I may see it, but it will be shown in a way that I know it's for me to know the whole picture, but it's not for them to know. So the angels will share it with me, but it's done in a way that I know it's for my use. So I have the whole story, but not to share with them. Also, the way intuition works, we don't have access to we, you and me, everybody. We don't have access to everything. It's it doesn't work that way. We only have access to what is useful and proper and ethical at that time. So the Akashic records, however you imagine that data that you're getting into, really, you can't look at everything. You can only look at what's proper at that time. So the angels help with that. And um, yeah, I, I hope I hope you enjoyed this. I hope um, you enjoyed getting to know me a little bit more. There's a part two of this coming next. So listen to the next episode. There's a few more questions. And um, yeah, this, this was lovely. I didn't know how it was going to work. So uh, thanks for hearing me and seeing me. I see you too. I feel you. If you're interested in those classes I mentioned in the beginning, go to my website, rachelcorpus.com. You know, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, you can download the Mind, Body, Spirit app and listen to all the great shows on this network. Oh my goodness. What a resource, right? Isn't this a great time to be alive? Listen, if you haven't heard this recently or today, you are, you need to know you are so beloved you are loved i love you see you next time You've been listening to Angel Talk with me, Rachel Corpus, angel communicator and psychic medium. If you'd like to connect, visit my website, rachelcorpus.com. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.